Stuttered my brother was handin' Ayy, fantasy, inception We talkin' touchdowns, receptions, interceptions They got a band to kicker, we need that correction Talkin' mouth, we flexin' How many of y'all you collectin'? We tryna get that winning record Fantasy, yeah. What up, though? And we back, and we back, and we back Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session. The podcast today is May the 13th, 2020, and the culture pushers are back for another episode. As always, make sure you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yes, already. Sir. And if you haven't heard about the hashtag join the session giveaway, we're giving away a frame signed Devontae Adams jersey. Make sure you go to our Twitter page at Fantasy and Session to get all the details on how to sign up for that. Get Fellas, what's going on? The deets. Doing good, man. Still in this down quarantine life, man. Take a Span little break from this feet. podcast and shit, bro. We'll be back, baby. Let's go. Yes, sir. We got something cooking up for y'all. We wasn't just not working. Yeah, yeah. And we're we're coming off of like uh amount that I don't want to say to public of how many rookie drafts I just came out of. <laughs> but it was a lot. And started to talk about it. This is a fact. How you doing, Javon? What's going on with you, bro? I'm good staying six feet away from people, you know, shit like that. So living the life. Always. Hey, and if you haven't, man, make sure you go check us out on the Deweez Nuts episode. Uh, you can probably look at on our Twitter page and find a link to it somewhere like that. And make sure you subscribe to him. Also, we had a uh, we guest appear without Javar, me and Los. If you're in, if you want to laugh, listen to Deweez Nuts. Uh, it's hilarious. That dude is a clown, bro. And, he, and he's a good guy. Shout he's out to the guy man. Yeah, very, very helpful, bro. Like friend of the show, friend, 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 friend of the hey, friend. show. He's our best friend of the show, I would say. <laughs> we got a lot of best we friends. Just best friends. <laughs> yup. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so I think without further ado, we can get into the news. Yes, sir. Oh, I thought you was gonna play the. Thing. Oh, sorry, I don't have that drop in here today, guys. Next time. Uh, oh. Fire Carlos. <laughs> I was getting too many buttons on my board, bro. I'll try to oh. press enter, bro, and like the uh, gunshots will ring out, bro. So I had no, to no, it. no, no. Give yourself a button. If yeah. it was me again, okay, you that's gave us a, a button. Give yourself a button. Oh, right, right. I knew I had let y'all down right when like you said it's like it's time for the news. Both of y'all looked at me, bro. Right, right. Like, what is going on here? I knew I forgot to drop. Uh, anyway, so we're getting into the news without the drop. Um, but uh, Philadelphia Eagles have interest in signing Carlos Hyde. How do y'all feel about that? Yeah, knew it was coming though. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really worried about Miles Sanders' value, but I knew, I kind of had a feeling it was coming. I mean, he 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 escaped the draft with no no running back getting drafted. I mean, they signed Michael Warren as an undrafted free agent, but. It's. I mean, I kind of knew somebody was coming there eventually. I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but still, for them to even talk about it, I went to go news. pick Warren up everywhere too. Me too, man. I have him in like six leagues, bro. News you can't use. You know, it's this Michael Sanders backfield, and I feel like Who? Scott did good Who? enough. Al so. Sanders. <laughs> what I say? Michael yeah, Sanders. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Too much Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah. Right. Back- Football, <laughs> Miles Sanders. I feel like you know he's still good. I'm more worried about um, Scott usage than Miles Sanders in this situation. Yeah, and I, I had a I had put a tweet out like right after the draft about that, like how everybody, a lot of people are talking about Miles Sanders being the winner, but 
Austin Scott was, I think, a winner too because he down the stretch last year, the last three games, I want to say he was over like it was over double digit uh, fantasy points per game. So they continue that usage. Definitely could be good for him because you pretty much got him free even in dynasty leagues. Facts. Facts. Uh, Frank the Tank Gore just will not go down. Die, bro. (laughs) What is going on here, bro? Signing with the New York Football Jets. (laughs) To sit behind Le'Veon Bell. <gasps> How do you feel about that? Jabari? To run with Le'Veon Bell, because he's not going to be just on the bench, bro. Like, I said his last year with Singletary. It's like you're not going to sign an old player like that. He's not going to just sign it just to sit on the bench, bro. He's going It's some type of promises being made. Right. Like some type of, oh, he get 10 carries a game. Now it's some in the contract where he's going to get the football per game. That's a gross backfield, bro. It's gross, bro. It's so gross. That might be one of the grossest backfields I've ever seen. Like, as a tandem, as an RBO, that might be one of the grossest RBOs of all time. I don't know, man. I'm starting to hate Gase. I don't know. Anybody who played for Gase just – You finally coming around, bro? I know I've been around. Last, so we've been trying I've to been try. around, but, you know, I, I, still, I still like Bell. You know, right now it's running back two. I ain't as high as I used to be. But now it looks like some TD is going to get salvaged. I don't know, man. I think he only had like three touchdowns last year. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Damn. Right. The running backs, uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, fifth-year option was declined. Fifth-year rookie option was declined, so he'll be uh unlimited free agent next year. And we saw that coming. Once he came out, it was like, yeah, we need Cam Newton. We need, you know, we need that type of person in our locker room and all that. When they just let go, traded foes, it was like, bro, he ain't what – are you paying attention to what we're doing with the team? Uh, he got to go, bro. He on his own type of, you know, level. He ain't worried about the team. So that was kind of coming. We've seen that. So in terms of dynasty, how do y'all – how what are y'all doing with Leonard Fournette? I'm trying to trade him if I – I mean, for this year, if I'm going, if I'm in a um, position to win the ship, I keep him. But if he looking real good towards down the stretch, I'd trade him get what I could for it. But if I'm competing, I like having Fournette on my team somewhere. Running back two, I like having him in that position. I think he'll be a running back one again. Because he, he, I feel like I, he's kind of in a similar situation to Gurley where – you know, it's different contract situation, but Gurley has this year. And, I mean, uh, Fournette's an unrestricted free agent next year. So, I feel like they're both going to be fed a lot of volume. They both don't have competition like that behind them. So, um, only thing, I, if they still had the same defense, but it locks a lot of defensive players. So, I feel like their defense not going to be as good. They're not going to be able to just pound the ball like they used to. Yeah. And they just signed Thompson. So, um Fournette's not going to get all the passing yards. Well, That's why I feel like – I mean, but back in RB1, yeah, I agree. But it's just right now, I feel like they're going to be playing from behind a lot. That's why I kind of like Minshew, Shark. Well, that's pretty much all I got for the news. Any, what else y'all got? Uh, I think that's it, man. All right, man. So let's get into what we are here for. So the NFL draft has came and gone. Uh, a couple veterans, a couple rookies. Um, 
who we had questions before the draft, who we um, now have, I, I think, uh, a little bit more solid answers now that the draft is coming past. So uh, we want to just get into it, um, who we thought were a couple of risers and a couple of fallers after the draft. So let's start it off with a couple of vets um, who we thought were um, risers. Uh, we can start with the quarterbacks. Javar, who do you think was one of the quarterbacks that, um, that rose for you after the draft, like in your rankings? Uh, I like Gardner Minshew. Um, one of the reasons that I like Gardner, well, the first reason I like Gardner Minshew is he's going to be one of the last quarterbacks to go off the board. So, you know, in redraft, this would be something to look to, if, especially in, in uh, super flex leagues with two quarterbacks. He'll be a great quarterback too often if you wait in late to get that second person. And I feel like he's going to outplay his ADP. As I mentioned earlier, Jacksonville Jaguars has lost a lot of veterans on the defense, so they're not going to be as good in the defense. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league, so they're going to be tossing that ball around a lot. And this um, gives Minshew and Shark a lot of value right here. Um, I don't know as much as for Chenault right now. You know, he's a rookie. We'll see what he can do. But for sure, Minshew and Shark, I feel like get a lot of uptick this year, and he's the main quarterback going into an offseason. So this is my guy, mainly because you can get him late, he's going to be cheap, and he's going to outplace ADP. I like it. Definitely one of my risers also, man. Yeah, I like Garden Minstrel. Speaking of uh, Chanel, they say, you know, they're going to use him as a, like a, a all-around offensive weapon, like one of those Tyreek Hill type players. So. Like a Swiss Army knife. That's what they call those type of players. I think I think he I think he could be uh, something good, especially on the opposite side of Shark. And we already know that Shark is one of um, that, that. That's just Garner Mitchell's homeboy at this point. So I think it's just I, don't, I definitely think, like you said, like he definitely gained a lot of value. Well, maybe not gained a lot of value, but like you, Javar said, like he's going to be one of the last quarterbacks taken, and I think it's a lot of value in that pick. Yeah, definitely. Right. I'm a I'm a cheap person, so I like to get, you know, cheap stuff that look real good and you you don't even know it's cheap. And <laughs> Miss You is a shiny toy right now. Don't send Javar no trade. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I do uh, decent trades, bro. Get, make off, get off my back. Get off my back. <laughs> One of the um uh veterans, quote unquote veterans, I guess you could say he's a veteran. Um quarterbacks that I like coming after the draft was Drew Locke. Um I think that no team in the offseason drafted um, as many offensive weapons as they did for um, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And last year, uh, Drew Block only played four games week 13 through 17. He threw the ball 156 times for uh, 1,020 yards and seven touchdowns and only three interceptions uh, with an adjusted completion rate average of 73.6. So, um, And during that time, Cortland Sutton was a top 15 wide receiver. And uh, point P, uh, point five PPRs. Um, I think, like I said, uh, in the draft they addressed a lot of offensive means, and they got a lot of uh, a star power in free agency with uh, with the picking up of Melvin Gordon. Uh, they got Jerry Judy and Casey Hamler and the tight end in the um, draft, and I think with all those offensive weapons, it's only it's only it's only there's no way he can get any worse. And he was pretty competent. He showed that he was competent, and he listened to Jeezy on the sideline. So automatic bonus points for that. Automatic bonus points from the boy. He can come. Gunshots for that. 
big facts. Big facts. Yeah. Shots for you, Lock. Let's get it. Shots for you, Lock. Yeah, definitely. That's what I definitely think. Um, uh, t- you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I, he, he definitely was one of my targets, too, after, especially after the draft, man. Because uh, people like him and um, Garner Minshew, they were, like, stuck in limbo. You didn't know if they were going to draft somebody else to compete with them. But not only did they not draft, you know, another quarterback to compete with them, but they drafted weapons around them. So they have to rise for you after that, man. So. And, I know, and I know we in a lot of, um, like, dynasties right now So because we're in the offseason, so we're in dynasties. Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. All right. Ready? Yep. Um, I know we're in like dynasty mode right now because it's the off season and no, there's not a lot of teams. Well, there's no football being played right now. But as we get closer to the season and we get closer to the redraft starting up, and how we get into our philosophy of wait to draft the quarterback to last possible means, this is going to be one of the targets. Like Drew Lock is going to be somebody I'm targeting. Like last year, how Josh Allen was somebody I was targeting at the end of drafts that could be a quarterback that could just ride you to the wave after you get all the value for him. I agree. Go. All right, Lowe's, give me a player that you thought rose. All right, so I'm going with Daniel Jones as my riser. Um, so, you know, he played 12 games last year. Um, we missed the first two because he was still on the bench. And then he missed two more during the year with injury. But in his 12 games, he had 3,010 um, yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Um, also added 42 attempts on the ground with 281 yards and two touchdowns. Um, but the the stat that really sh- stuck out most to me was his um, sacks. He took the seventh most sacks last year with 40. So um, the reason why he's one of my risers uh, is because the Giants added three offensive linemen through the first five rounds of the draft. So I think that's huge. They identified a problem, um, and they knew where they needed to fix, and that's been like a problem for them for the past couple of years. So for them to actually show focus on getting – multiple linemen to help him out to stay um, to stay upright. I think that's huge for him because I think we can all agree that he he showed upside last year more than anybody would imagine. He was like ridiculed all year until he stepped on the field. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you can't have your, your first round quarterback taking that many sacks. So um, I definitely think with some added protection this year, he's going to make that next step. So definitely um, a big riser yeah. for me. And not to mention Saquon Barkley being back. Exactly. And this is also helps Saquon, too. Like, he's he's one of my risers also. For sure. I don't know how much higher Saquon could rise. Exactly. <laughs> Saquon to God. Uh, Jabari, you got another riser for us? Oh, yeah. And, and I like Daniel Jones. But um, just to keep the flow going, as I mentioned earlier, my boy DJ Shark, I put my money where my mouth is. I done went out and traded for Shark in a couple of leagues. Um, I think you got him for me, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that trade was uh, – that trade – I think you gave up was, Kirk. You got Kirk for him. and some, like It was like a combo package. Oh, there. yeah, it was Philip Lindsay and Kirk pre – the Melvin Gordon trade pre the draft. So it's Philip Lindsay and Christian Kirk and Devin Singletary for Philip Lindsay and DJ Shark. That was what that was the trade. That was kind of what it was the trade. But at the this time, his value Gordon, wasn't as, yeah. Right. At the time, his like, value wasn't as high. What trade? That's what I was thinking in my head as he was telling me to trade. I was like, wow, I did that? <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Yeah, the time that's I, before DeAndre Hopkins got traded to uh, yeah, this before like DeAndre right Hopkins the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, wow, why did I do that? But yeah, for sure. Um, but go ahead. But yeah, so we got DJ Shark, and with Mishu behind the wheels, he was averaging around nine, eleven targets per game, and that could even go higher now because. They should be even behind even earlier in games, as I mentioned, with their defense. And he's going to be a target eater. There's nobody else to really throw to now. Chenault should get some, but he's a rookie. He's learning his ways. And uh, within uh, the games that Shark played, he got 118 targets and only played 15 games. And he was ranked the 17th wide receiver in PPR. So with the defense getting worse and uh, more passing opportunities coming his way, I only see a rise for him, and and he is going to be you're going to get your value back on wherever you get him in redraft or in dynasty right now. What happened to D.D. Westbrook? That was Bro, what happened boy. to what was the other guy? Not D.D. Westbrook, but the cold, cold, the slot guy. Wow, yeah, bro, so oh, much Westbrook's hype around a slot guy. Westbrook's a slot guy. Oh, okay. They both just vanished last year. And Shark took the one. I remember I remember uh Gabe saying something about watch out for Shark early, but I was just threw that to the side. But now look at me trading for him. You had some good you had some good well, guys. I don't know, last Gabe, year. Gabe liked Keenan Cole last year too. But I, had, <laughs> but I had Shark on my team. You did have Shark. You did have Shark. But you were you were speaking up Keenan Cole. That was true. <laughs> but then when uh, so Shark came up, I was like, Yeah, Keenan Cole, who? <laughs> You hit on Josh Allen and um, you hit on Josh Allen and DJ Shark last year. So that means stay tuned because I'm hitting on a lot more. Drew Lock, gunshots for Drew Lock. All right. So that's that's one of the players. So I like who y'all got. Uh, not to be a homer, not to sound like this, uh, but this probably is going to sound like a homer. But one of my risers for sure is Ty Gurley after the draft. Um. I think we were all expecting the Falcons, including me, y'all too probably, were expecting the Falcons to draft um, some kind of a running back in the draft, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be early or late, but some sense of a running back. But yeah, with well, Gurley's contract situation, definitely, man. Because if y'all remember, he's only signed for one year, so. For sure. Yeah. So I was like, well, they didn't. So that only leaves Edo Smith, Quadre, uh, Olison, and Brian Hill, which tells me the Falcons are planning on giving Ty Gurley a full running back workload. Um, last year, Ty Gurley had 12 rushing touchdowns. That's more than the Falcons' whole team combi- combined. Um, in 2019, Devonta Freeman was targeted 70 times. Ty Gurley was only targeted 49 times. So we know, already know he's going to a pass-heavy offense. And this will only increase the productivity of Ty Gurley. And I think, like you said, he only signed to a one-year deal. So it's not like we're saving him for anything. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna we're gonna get the the five million that we paid him. We're gonna get all five million out of him. Whether I mean, Lord forbid that he don't finish the whole season, but we're gonna get what we get. We're gonna get what we pay for. Exactly. Sure. Um, the Falcons were uh were the third in the league last year with 60 red zone attempts. They only scored 31 times. That's gross. Um, all 12 of those uh, Russian touchdowns came inside of the 20th for uh, Ty Gurley. So, like I said, it only means productivity for Ty Gurley. We got down there a lot of times. We just didn't have nobody to get in the end zone. And uh, six of those touchdowns for Ty Gurley came inside the five. So, I think, like 
Ty Gurley, no running back in sight to challenge the throne. I think he gets upwards of 275 touches this year and upwards of 10 touchdowns, and he finishes as a top 10 running back. Yeah, I mean, and he proved last year that, like, if you give him the touches that he's accustomed to getting, he's still going to be Ty Gurley. Mm-hmm. Everybody was down on him at the beginning of last year, and Sean McVay even came out and said that he made a mistake by doing that. Mm-hmm. So him signed to a one-year deal and the Falcons not drafting another running back, like, that just ensures that he will be fed the ball a lot. So, yeah, I like it. So, like, if you're a team that got Gurley, I feel like right now you just got to go for it. You know what I'm saying? Make a couple – if you got to make a couple of trade to make the team better because with Gurley on your team, you're not going to get the value back for trading him. So, you might as well be going for it if you got him on your team. And But I, I, I like it, especially for next year. Yeah, um, so I think we're all in agreements that uh, buy with confidence. All right, sure. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one before. <laughs> little surprises in there, <laughs> razzle dazzle. <laughs> all right, uh, so my my second, you done? You done? Yeah, I'm you done. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. Um, so my last riser is going to be um my guy Raheem the Dream Mostert. Mm. Um, so you know his usage was up and down last year. Uh, with so many running backs out there, and he was like third on the uh, death chart before the season started. But he finally took over the uh, backfield in week 13. Um, and since week 13, from week 13 to 17, he was eighth in the league in rush yards with 379. He had six touchdowns. Um, he was fourth, according to PFF, in elusive rating. Um, he was seventh in yards after contact, second in breakaway percentage with 43.6, and he was the ninth overall running back in points per game. So why does he rise for me? He rise for me because Brita got traded away. And that really – like, Comey, you could say, is his biggest competition. But Brita seemed like the constant. Like, he, it was always easy to Brita or Coleman, Brita or Moster, Brita or whoever else. So with Brita not there anymore, and for him to just be – we know Moster's going to be the 1A. So um, definitely was good news to see Brita shipped out. And I think that makes Brita value rise a little bit too. So, um, but – Talk about most of here. I definitely think he's a big riser because he's shown time and time again that he will produce when he's given an opportunity. There is a lot of uh, mouths to feed in that backfield still, but I feel like the 1A gets 55% of the touches. So I'll take that with Moster, man, because he was producing without that workload. So if he gets that workload, definitely think he's a riser. And um, he's perfect for that no running back strategy. If you're not getting in a startup right now, most is like a perfect target to get as your running back too, like in the, Ninth round. And so. that 1A 55% is 55% of the most rushes in the league. Exactly. So it's, um, it's, it's more than your typical, like, Chiefs 55% of the touches. Like, because, you know, they're going to be passing the ball more. So, so for the second most they, – they were second in the league in rush attempts last year. So for him to get 55% of that split, which is what I'm projecting him to get, I think that's great for him. Damn, he getting value back. He was going, like, for a second – after the season, you know, in January through March. So that's – yeah, that's – I agree. Yeah, we got him at, like, like the 13th, 14th round, that one league that we all – we uh, we're co-owning, co-managing together. Mm-hmm. Raheem. Raheem the dream. Thank you. All right, so we got into the risers. Want to get into the fallers? Let's do it. All right, who you got falling? I think I'll go first. I'll go first. My first person, um, I got fallen. Um, I, I think without go say without 
it goes without saying is Damian Williams. I think he took the hardest hit possible that you could take um, in the in the draft. Uh, his team took another running back in the first draft. In the first Not just draft, any running back. One of the best running backs in the league. <laughs> yeah. In the first round, too. So, you know, there is, is the the opportunity to volume is going to be immense. He's going to get there. And last week, last, I mean, after the Super Bowl, I thought Dame, he should have been a Super Bowl MVP. Let's just put that out there. But I thought, you know what I'm saying, maybe he may, may have solidified his spot and they signed him back for another deal. But then Andy Reid did an Andy Reid thing. And CEH, man, he's a, that's a bad mama jamma. Not only that, it's a, Absolute perfect fit. He looks like Brian Westbrook, Imagine, bro. Huh? He looks like Brian Westbrook out there. Yes, bro. Like it's just a the perfect Andy Reid running back, man. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, the little naysayers, the Damian Williams owners, are saying, "Well, you know, Damian Williams is gonna be involved. Like he might be involved, but he's not gonna be fantasy relevant no more, bro. No, he's not. Of course, be he's gonna be involved. It's football, but fantasy relevant is involved, bro. Because <laughs> that's right. what you're looking at. And maybe not to start the year, but I don't think it's going to take long for him to. I think it's going to take long, bro. He's that good. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that was clear. Once, once he went at the end of the round, at the end of the night. Um, I wish we had Twitter video. went crazy. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter video, went crazy, like, and they already knew it. So you yeah, remember how we all was looking good. when that happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everybody, mouths just dropped. It was like, bruh. Because everybody thought it was Swift. We we it was going to be some, well, some running back, but it was, was going to be Swift. It was like almost too good to be true, but then like it happened. So and, definitely agree. And, with uh, that. and now the Clyde truthers just really went crazy. It's like, I knew he was the best running back prospect in the, in the draft. You know, just yeah. went crazy. So, yeah, of course. So, my, um, I'm going with a running back too for my faller. Um, I'm going with Devin Singletary, sadly, because, you know, he was one of my favorite rookies last year. Um, so he played in 12 games last year. He had um, he was 21st in attempts, 15th in yards with 775. Also added 39 targets, 194 yards on the ground. So, you know, a lot of people were hoping that Singletary would have the backfield to himself with Gorgon. But they went out there and pretty much drafted a Gore replacement, a way younger Gore at that, um, and Zach Moss. Um, and, you know, Moss was somebody I was – I wasn't high on him as like a lot of the other backs, but he was – an intriguing prospect for me, depending on where he landed. Great so use of the word. You said what? Great use of the word. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I just think he, they, it, it's going to kind of muddy their their um, their values. Like, they're just going to eat each other, eat into each other's roles. Um, good for their real-life team, but I don't think this helps Singletary's uh, fantasy value. Um, and because – main reason I say it is because um, Singletary is not going to be used on the goal line still. Like, last year he was 41st. And um, end zone carries with only two. So we know they're not going to use them on the goal line. So with him having to split carries, you know, from the 10, the t- from the 10 to the 10 yard line and then not get the goal line carries. Like I definitely think this caps his ceiling. And um, so he's nothing more than the RB two right now, which I, and a lot of people were kind of putting them into that RB one fringe RB one category, or at least high end RB two. But I think right now I'm looking at, I'm viewing him as a, a mid, RB2 to low-end RB2. I remember an episode we recorded earlier. I'm not sure who it was with, but he was saying that he he was uh, – Devin Singletary could get, like, 300-plus carries. Gary. Randy Fish, Scott Fishbowl champion. For sure. They say he could get, like, 300-plus uh, uh, carries. Yeah, and I was kind of like – and I, I kind of disagree with him because I 
felt like they were going to bring somebody in like to mm-hmm. compete with him. And it's not to compete with him. They just view they don't view him as a workhorse running back. Yeah, so for him to spend a day two pick on Zach Moss, you know, and 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 just to show how people were viewing Singletary, his um, ADP was a four hundred two as a seventeenth running back off the board. Um, I think that was in May uh, when they took that, and he was going ahead of uh, running backs like Eckler, um, Keon Drake, and David Montgomery. And I think right now, I think I would take all three of those running backs over him. You said Drake, Eckler, and who? And Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm taking- Montgomery's not as – I don't think he's as talented as him, but they didn't draft – on the other side, they didn't draft anybody for him. So he's okay. going to get the workload. And he was, like, tops of the league in um, end zone or inside the five carries. So mm-hmm. I, I can dig it. Yeah. Yeah, they really – and they came out and said Zach Moss is it's a three-down back as well. So, like you said, you're going to get some receptions. So that 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 even hurt even more. <laughs> Noah Moss gonna get some receptions. Yeah, you know the great yeah, white hope running in on the goal line. Exactly. He exactly. had nine touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can dig. So one of my one so, uh, of my... and when it, and it comes to um his, if you want to buy him or not, don't do it. I'm warning you. Do not do it. Don't do it, guys. Sell, sell, sell. I like it. I like it. Well, one of my people. I mean. People have them can have them as a, a some followers, but I, f- I feel like they're still okay. Which is Amari Cooper and, and Gallup out there in Dallas. Just you know, we think about a McCarthy offense when we think. If you want to think back when uh, Rogers and they had Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and Devontae Adams, all three of those was you know pretty much fantasy relevant. And even the running back was okay, but he had no star like Zeke. So even with Zeke in the in the backfield, this offense should be more efficient and scoring lots of points. So I feel like there's lots to go around. I feel like Cooper is still in that you know fringe wide receiver one range as far as being like the TD guy. And then you have CD who who running as Cobb getting those numbers, and Gallup can be the Nelson in the offense. So I wouldn't be, you know, as gone shot hold as like selling some of these players. I would be interested in in um, buying them because they're in a better offense that's going to be more efficient and score more points. So I would say caution all the when they drafted Ceedee Lamb that it was a, a a fall on them. I feel like it's more kind of help them make them more efficient as they, you know, they're number of targets may go down, but they should be more efficient with those targets, get more yards out to catch, get a TD or things like that. Yeah. So. Definitely agree with that. I mean, you got it naturally with them adding a talented receiver like Lamb, like you naturally their their volume has to go down a little bit. So a little bit, but I feel like Lamb is the they don't have no tight end. So Lamb is like, you know, all those tight end targets. People, how on Blake really just go yeah. just go to Lamb. All those tight ends targets go to Lamb. He ain't really yeah. taking none that many from Gallup and them. He's taking all the tight end targets. That is true when you look at it like that. We have seen three like teams that don't use their tight ends like the Rams when they just focus on three receivers that they all can produce. But we just got to see how how they're used, man. It only makes sense. Put all them stars on there, and then Zeke in the backfield, and Dak can roll out, roll left. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Yeah, this helps anybody though. Dak Prescott, man. 
Oh my goodness! That just solidified him as a oh top five. We have to sign him now. That I just it's, gotta it, sign him. And man, I feel like that. I heard they sent him some money. Speaking of, they sent Dak a contract, but Dak went accepting it. So that's why they really got Andy Dalton. So if things don't go right with Dak, don't be surprised with Dalton back there running the show. Redhead gunslinger. Dalton. <gasps> nah, bro. <laughs> super cool. I, w- I wouldn't be mad, though, if Dalton took, you know, if, if he had to step in. I think he can't step in with that squad they have out there. But. Bro, I don't care. One quarterback step in, but you better be top 15 in that offense yeah, at least. That's a at least right now, bro. It is. Uh, um, I think we can all say that the draft, as we say, like how we said, like a vets, a lot of vets um solidify their places. I think we were all expecting a lot more from the draft, like as far as like the rookie landing spot. I think we can all go with saying that. Uh, so for the most part, for the most part, like it's, besides like C H and maybe like Jalen Rhaegar, like. Yeah, you got Jonathan Taylor's still having Mac out Jonathan there. How much uh, J.K. Dobbins with Ingram? Like so, dynasty wise, there's still good landing spots, but it's just right this year. Like it's sure. definitely gonna be muddied a little bit. So, so let's get into like who who are some of like your risers and fallers like as far as like rookie wise, like um as far as like risers go. You can go and just get into a riser. Yeah, the riser I have with uh is a is um might be a surprise, but it's D.J. Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't, I'm just noticing on my notes I wrote his name Dallas DJ for some reason but anyway <laughs> dyslexia um, but yeah DJ Dallas man uh, I was always at, uh, and this is a running back out of Miami I believe they took him in the sixth fifth or sixth round it was day three pick mm-hmm. um, but this is a guy I was always expecting to be a backup before the draft but the fact that he went to Seattle I don't think there was a better landing spot for him. Um, and as we all know, with Carson and Penny working their way back from injuries, this gives him a great chance to see the field this year. And I just think he's a perfect type of running back that Pete Carroll looked for. Um, so you bring up this, um, just a couple of stats that I looked up for uh, Carson, Chris Carson and uh, DJ Dallas. Last year, Chris Carson um, forced .22 missed tackles per attempt, and he averaged 3.63 yards after contact per attempt. And then DJ averaged – Point thirty one missed tackles per attempt and three point five five yards after contact. So they're they're when you look at those type of stats, they're like very similar. So if he is thrust into that role, um, I think he will produce. And he has it. I mean, if Carson and Penny just saying they're not just to say if they're not ready to start the year and he's thrust into that role, I think he will be at least an RB two. Um, and you know he was a converted receiver, so you know he could be used in the passing game also. So that's um one of my risers. I think one of my risers for sure, well, not really a riser so much as I was happy with his landing spot more than I was anybody else. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, um, he stayed uh, solidified as a one-on-one for me. I think one of the biggest question marks we had going into the draft was uh, with Wisconsin having one of the best, quote-unquote, offensive lines out in the um, in the NCAA. We wanted to make sure that Jonathan Taylor went to the uh, similar squad to where he would run behind a similar offensive line. And that's pretty much exactly what the Colts is. The Colts is arguably top three best offensive line in the league. So he's going into a position where the running back is position is shaky. It's not like uh, Marlon Mack is one of the, um, like a, a running back that can't be overtaken. Like he's, he's injury prone. Uh, Naheem, he can't catch the ball. So he's really just, um, 
a basic running back and what he can do. And I think they drafted Jonathan Taylor in the second round for a reason. And I think that, um, yeah, I think that he he takes over this year. I know a lot of rookie landing spots um, we're probably going to have to wait on, but I think he's going to be one of the ones that take over this year, like Cam Akers, I think, this year. Um mm-hmm. CEH this year, Jonathan Taylor this year. That's why I think I put all th- those three in like a tier by themselves. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like I, I kind of like Swift to be in there too. I'm kind, I'm kind of different on how people feel feel about Swift. I feel like Swift, Swift. I feel like Swift is. Swift um, is a follower for me. He's a follower for me for sure. I just, I just feel like even with he, even like Carry On went getting all the touches, and if he take Carry On spot in the offense. And carry on take running back too. You seen what carry on was doing with those numbers. So we can all agree that Swift is a better athlete, a better running back. And with those same opportunities, that same offensive or a better offensive line there, I think they draft somebody. I can't remember. But with those same opportunities, Swift should do better. I mean, he's still F- super duper talented. So I mean, I'm always a guy that goes with situation oh. over situation. But just but- I had to drop him a couple spots just because of Atlanta's spot. Like at least for this year, because Taylor just gonna get rushing swift with reception is gonna out outscore. Because we don't know if Taylor or um what's uh if Taylor or Mac are gonna get oh. the touchdowns. If we came out and who's gonna get the touchdowns, I clearly say Jonathan Taylor up there. But with the receptions, you know PPR, it's it's kind of hard. But I can agree. Put Swift down, but me, I'm kind of like for this year. I feel like he may outscore some of these people. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He's that. I mean, he's another guy that's that good. So, but one of my risers that I like, though, it was kind of hard going between Rager or Michael Pittman. But I like getting the guys that's that's a little cheaper. So I'm going my guy Michael uh, Pittman. Pittman. One, because he's one of those big body receivers. He, when I watched his film, he kind of reminded me of a, of a Decker, Eric Decker that played for the New York Jets back in the day, the way he uses his body to shield people off. And then they came out and said, uh, some commentators said they reminded him of Vincent Jackson, which is even better because that's a wide receiver that's played for Phillip Rivers. And so now Mike Pittman's about to go into this role and play the Vincent Jackson Role because Devin Functions is not there anymore. Eric Ebron is not there anymore. So there's targets to go around if he go in camp and shows he has that NFL pedigree. Then his father played in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken, or he had a family member that was in the NFL. So he's he has the NFL pedigree. He's a decent receiver, big body receiver. So he can go out there and jump ball on these shorter DBs. And coming in with Phil River, who's a gunslinger, <laughs> it, it all adds up to that it was a riser for him. He going in with a gunslinger. He has the height, the body mold to shut off people. And it's a good position but behind a good O-line with play action. It's, I can see around at least 80 targets maybe so. And that would be good enough for a rookie. Yeah, definitely agree with that. He was – one of my risers. Uh, some, that was a guy I kind of dug into more after the draft. But pause. Yeah, pause. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's definitely one of my risers too. Definitely a huge fan of Michael Pittman. Though. Enough of the positivity. Let me get into who I thought was a faller. 
my boy DeAndre Swift from the good old UGA, man. He was a top – I think he was a top three running back. I think we could all say because he's a top three running back going into – Maybe two. Maybe even two. Maybe yeah. two. I think it was between him and Jonathan Taylor, to be honest yeah. with you, who, who was going to be the top um, running back. And then with him going to um, the Lions, I mean, football-wise, I think it's a great, great play. Um, but as far as fantasy, I think it just killed a lot of his fantasy value. I know, like Jabbar said, um, Kerryon Johnson wasn't getting all the carries. But he's still there, and he's still young. He's still, like, under 25. So I don't think that – and I don't even think he's on his fifth year yet, right? I thought he's on his fourth year. Who was that? Carry on. Carry on, Johnson. This is third. third year last year. So it's fourth year, right? Yeah. Was that his second year? No, that was his second year last year. Oh, yeah, he's going into his third year. He's going into so his third year. So at least for two years, he's still going to be there. And so um, I think it just takes a lot of his – even his dynasty value, I think, goes down because you know he's always going to be in the RBO for at least for a minimum of two years. I mean, knock on wood unless Carrion gets hurt. And I think it just um, – I just it just muddies like you said muddies up their um their value mm-hmm. together unless unless one of them goes down or unless DeAndre Swift goes out there and just completely like destroys like, like destroys the league but carry on it's not like carry on is bad as a bad running back it's just carry on can't stay healthy exactly. and that, that's what we know and so if carry on is healthy I don't see DeAndre Swift just going out there and just taking away touches from carry on. I think they just split it 50-50. It might end up being one of those ugly Philip Lindsay, Royce uh, Freeman type situations where we argue all year who is going to be the running back. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Both wrong. <laughs> but, but then what happened in that situation? Is that what, one of them, what happened with the Royce and Lindsay situation? One of them was the R&B. Until, one until, until, wait until like week 10. 10 to use well, what Lindsay. are you talking about? One of them, was, uh, one of them in, finished the season R&B one. RB one. No, he didn't. Well, that was first, first year. Didn't. That was his first year. I'm talking about, talking about last year though. Oh, uh, what last year? What he was? What RB two was he? He was RB two, and then like a strong two, wasn't he? He went in the twenties. He was like he was a team. You had to right? wait until week like fourteen to use this guy. So I wouldn't say that that helped anybody last year, man. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> neither here nor there. But like, I do agree, man, because Carry On is only 23 years old, and they drafted him in the second round, and that's the same exact round that DeAndre Swift went in. He probably went a little higher, but it was still a second-round pick. And, you know, and we all, like you said, we all agree that Carry On, they didn't do this because Carry On sucked. It's because Carry On can't stay on the field. So I still think he's going to be used also, and, I, I mean, they're just going to limit his touches. So I mean, it might be like a 60-40, might even be 65-35, but that's still less than what we're expecting Jonathan Taylor to get next year and J.K. Mm-hmm. Dobbins to get next year and CEH. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I just It just seemed funny that Jonathan Taylor and Swift in the same situation, but <laughs> was a fall. And another rider. thing is so, Neville doesn't throw to his running backs. Like, that's been a thing with him. Like, he doesn't target his running backs like that, so – I mean, Swift is a great pass catcher, but if he's not being used as a pass catcher, then you can't really give him the edge on pass catching, you know, because if he's not going to get targeted like that. Mm-hmm. So we still have to wait and see. But as of now, I'm with Gary. Like, I think it, it's, he's a faller for me. I mean, sure. They, he in the same situation as a lot of record running backs. But, okay. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm warning you. Do not do it. Even though I just did it because I just traded for him. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who are you? Uh, was it on? All right, everybody went. Yeah. It? No, that uh, wasn't a follow. I don't no, know. It was, was a follow, so we follow. just started a follow. So um, my follower is uh, a teammate of somebody, Javar just named earlier, CD Lamb. Not a not a huge follower, just a slight follower, um, because I that's just was I was not expecting him to go to Dallas at all. Like that was not a landing spot I had for CD Lamb. And I mean, I feel like for I mean, I still love his dynasty stock, but in terms of value, I mean, I feel like you have to say he takes a hit when he's on a team with two other thousand yard receivers. So I mean, I feel like his value falls a little bit. And along with Gallup and um, Amari Cooper, remains to be seen if they will funnel their targets to just their receivers or whether they use Zeke still, or whether they use Blake Jarwin, the new tight end, to replace Witten. So, I, I mean, it just remains to be seen. But right now, he is a bit of a faller for me. But we are talking about dynasty here. And, you know, he's not he hasn't failed that much to where I'm not comfortable taking him in the first round. I just probably wouldn't take him at, you know, 105 if I had 105. I will take him at the back of of uh, the first round, which is where he's been going pretty much. He's been going about one one oh eight to one ten. I think I've seen him far as far far uh, fall as far as um, one ten. So um, he's a slight fall for me, not a huge fall, but he is a slight fall. Who you got, Javar? One of my um, falls. I'm gonna speak on Jared Judy. You know he. Even though I feel like he's in a nice situation, just where we thought he was gonna go somewhere and just be the number one guy, similar to CD. Uh, but I'm still taking Judy after a super flex after two, three quarterbacks done gone and two, three running backs done gone. So I'm taking him like six, seven, of course. But I just feel um he went to an offense that looks like they want to run the ball with already having a thousand yard rusher and Lindsay and then going to get another rusher who can go a thousand yards with Melvin Gordon and they have a style of defense. It's looking like they want to play some good defense, control the clock, run the ball and sp- run the ball and sparingly throw the ball. So this is the only reason why I think it hurts Judy stock a little bit. Cause I don't think they're going to throw the ball a lot in certain games. It's not going to, help him for this year but um moving forward as drew lock grows if drew lock grows and as he grows they should open up the playbook more and uh everything should be all right with you as who grows drew lock gunshots gunshots for drew lock Lock. (laughs) (laughs) all right i thought i Mispronounced it now. I was like, nah, that's the point. <laughs> you did say it real slow, like Drew. Right. Like, I know this one. I know this. You know, you be, you know, back in high school, you be in class and the teacher asked you a question. You're like, damn, I know it, but I I, I don't want to look stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's my guy, Judy. I love him. You know, road tied to the, you know, I'm talking about all that good stuff. Ooh. Traitor. <laughs> It's like a, 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 a it's so crazy. Somebody it's from so Atlanta room for the Saints, bro. Like, bro, don't don't say anything about. Atlanta. I really just tune him out anytime he even says that, yeah, bro. We don't care about that, bro. Like, fuck Alabama. <laughs> you are a jinx. You might be a jinx actually too, because some motherfuckers didn't even make the playoffs since you started so going. Worry about it, bro. That one year, bro. We come back strong, but we got a top seven recruited quarterback. We come back strong, man. Oh man. <laughs> All right, man. All right. So uh, yeah, man. Anybody else got any any more else y'all want to hit on? No, I think that's it, man. Round of applause. 
All right. Yeah, man. So, uh, like I said before, man, we got a lot. We got a lot coming up, man. We got a lot of heat coming up in the stash. Fantasy and session. We on the way. Uh-huh. Coach, coach, big oh, surprises, yeah. baby. Big, big surprises. surprises, man. Big surprises. Shh. Mom's the word. You feel me? You know. Yeah, man. Shit. I think that brings it to the end of this episode. Unless y'all got anything else I want to talk about. Nope. That's it, man. Just be on the lookout for the website. Should be dropping any day now. Any day now. Remember to go. Uh, perfectionist, over maybe overthinking it, man. But it's dropping, bro. It's ready. It's ready to go. Make sure, and make sure you uh, to, uh, go and um, fill out for the, subscribe for the the giveaway for the Devontae Adams signed jersey. Again, repeat Devontae Adams signed jersey. We're gonna send it framed for you, hang it on the wall, wear it on a Monday. And put it back on the wall. Do whatever. It's yours. Free. Man, like, good thing about Devontae, bro. You don't have to worry about another receiver like just coming out of nowhere and like overtaking them as the best receiver out there. Because they ain't get nobody. Nobody. <laughs> you think Lazaro going to overtake them? No. Come get He's this jersey. Right. Orphan sign uh, Adam's jersey that's looking for a home. Let's go. Come get them. <laughs> and I applied twice. I, I applied twice. So don't be mad if I went. We can't see you out, bro. No. Oh, I need to apply too. I didn't know we were doing that then. I'm going to apply too. <laughs> <gasps> Fucked up. This ain't right. I'm calling corporate. This ain't right. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, Like I said, man, make sure you follow us at Fantasy In Session uh, on Twitter. Get all the news and updates. Be on the lookout for everything that we just said. And uh, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, too. I don't know if you mentioned that. Ooh, ooh, ooh the YouTube. YouTube is on the way. This yeah. so much stuff. This, yeah, yeah. It's Gabe not cooking. Gabe movie. cooking in the kitchen. You know what I'm it's saying? It's going to be the first visual episode that we have on YouTube. So, um, hey, man, we working. That's what it is. Working. Uh, so, the, yeah, man. I think that brings us to the end of it. You go ahead and drop the outro right here. Peace. Peace. Oh. Yeah.